Hello, hello, my dear friend. I hope you feel like we're friends. I feel like we're friends. <laughs> uh, at any rate, yes, I wanted to share something with you before we get into today's episode, and that is that I have put up a lemonade stand. Yes, yes, yes. So this lemonade stand is a curated source of offerings that are mostly free um, <laughs> and which are there to help you make the most out of the t- this time if that is what is being called to you. It's definitely something that's being called to me and, you know, I just want to share with you that there is, um, I have the lemonade sessions and those are 30-minute complimentary sessions. The work is held in the call um, and you can book as many of those as you would like. And then there, yep, that's right. You can have free sessions with me. That's, that's, that's true. (laughs) And then there's also the lemonade letters. It is the only thing that I'm still charging for. Those are, that's email coaching. It's their email coaching packages. And I still charge for them because it takes me at least an hour to respond back through email coaching. I love email coaching. That's another topic, but um, if that's something you're interested in, getting coaching from a space where you are a distance, where you can really tap into your subconscious and what you're really needing and then follow through with actionable resources, that would be your ticket. Um, I am only charging, it's at a base rate of $10. And then of course, if you get packages and they are, you know, charged less per, per letter. Then I have the Pink Lemonade Social Hour. The Pink Lemonade Social Hour is happening until May 28th, every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then I have some stuff going on IG. But if you want to learn more about that, the link is in the bio. Or not the bio. <laughs> what is this? Instagram? No. The link is in um, is in the show notes. And I have been rattling enough about that. So without further ado, I say let's get into today's episode, shall we? From Blythe Mitral Studios, just off the I-90 trail in Beacon Hill, it's Spiritual Bitches of Seattle with Brittany Marie. Now here she is, the spiritual bitch herself, it's Brittany Marie. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Another day in this, well, and kind of a life. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I know you're feeling it. But today, you're going to get quite the gem. You're going to get a wonderful health coach talking to us about what it really means to dive into a hormonal space with our bodies. It's going to light you up. You're going to learn some lessons. I did. It's fabulous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the spiritual bitch. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the light. And I'm just, I'm amazed by you. Yes. And let's do this. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm your host, Brittany Marie. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I just can't get used to it. I love it. Today, I am here with Kyla Hokulani Graham, which I think I just butchered, even though I asked her <laughs> 10 times to say it with me. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> she is um, certified from Integrative Nutrition, and she is a... Um, a well, she's a guide. She's a guide through hormonal, hormonal imbalances, empowering teens, mothers, or anyone in between to take control of your body. Yeah. Um, her specialty is working with teens because as someone who went through her own hormonal imbalance journey, she understands the pressure that society places upon teens to have it together as well as be silent about any issues they may have. So, oh my gosh, thank goodness that she's here with us. We need you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so if you don't mind, um, I want people to be able to follow you. So first things mm -hmm. first, what is your Instagram handle? It is at KHG Health Coaching. Okay, beautiful. KHG Health Coaching. You're going to mm -hmm. want to follow her because she's super cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, um, and she's doing really wonderful things. You have an event coming up, which unfortunately this will come out after that fact, mm -hmm. but I'm super excited about it. And you have more coming up. And mm -hmm. we are talking about collaborating for f future things. Mm -hmm. So yes, I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yes. So please keep your eye out on this girl because she is just, I'm just really excited about her work. Um, the first thing that really came up for me when I was looking through your resources and your website and what you're doing, um, you touch on anxiety mm -hmm. and I think working with teenagers or, you know, our mothers are in between, mm -hmm. you know, being in that space. Um, I was just wondering, you know, getting from the get go, the first question I wanted to ask you is how do you feel about anxiety and the sense of do you, you know, like the chicken and the egg, you mm -hmm. know, the question, like which came first, the chicken yes. or the egg. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, does anxiety come first or does anxiety, like does anxiety bring, come first and then bring on, let's say like a hormonal imbalance because that's your focus. Mm. Or is it the kind of the hormonal balance occurs and then the anxiety follows suit? Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that really complicated what I just asked you? No, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I think it's kind of both, you know, because... Yeah. I feel a lot of things stem from anxiety and stress is a lot of, is the cause of a lot of hormonal imbalances. Um, but that, you know, might've been caused by something else. Um, the anxiety to begin with, um, or you could just, you know, have anxiety for no reason and that's absolutely fine. You know, yeah. it's just, and then once you get in that cycle of having a hormonal imbalance, then you get more anxiety and it just, it's a never ending cycle, you know? So it's really, it's really hard to control and a lot of us aren't aware of it. So it, it's definitely something we need help with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and actually, if you don't mind going into like what, you know, I think that hormonal imbalance is really, is just thrown out there a lot, mm -hmm. right? Like it's yes. just, you know, what in your eyes and maybe in more specifically in like what you're talking about, mm -hmm. what is, what is your space of hormonal imbalance? Well, I mean, specifically with with my work, and I work with, you know, teenagers, or I want to work with teenagers, yeah. um, it's a lot to do with periods. Um, our periods are so irregular when we're teenagers, and most of that is, you know, normal, quote unquote, but a lot of it is a lot of the, like, PMS symptoms, per se, like, those are preventable and very easy to fix. Um, and unfortunately, we're not really taught to talk about it, and so I'm 
but hormonal, yeah, you're right. Hormonal imbalance is like a very vague term, and it's so, there's so many different hormonal imbalances. You know, you could have you could have uh, PCOS, or you could have estrogen dominance. Like, and there's just estrogen dominance is one of the most common ones, and it's one that that you don't really realize because it just shows up as like PMS symptoms, you know, and there's and other symptoms as well. But there's just there's a lot of different ones, and we don't realize that we have them. Like people don't realize that PMS is a hormonal imbalance. You know, we're not supposed to have those kinds of uh, symptoms most of the time, you know, like a little bit is okay, but we're really oh. not supposed to have that, you know? See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So yeah, you, just, you just brought wisdom right? to me. <laughs> yeah. That blew my mind when I found out like, oh, I'm not supposed to like feel like this all the time. I'm not supposed to feel so horrible, but it's just unfortunate that people tell us, you know, like, oh, that's just how it is. Or that's just everyone's period is different, you know? And it is, it's true. Everyone's period is different, but not that different, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when I first got my period, I bled for over a month straight. Oh, my gosh. On, you know, and I didn't really, people were just like, oh, you know, the women in our family, like, we have heavy periods. That's just normal. You know, like, it's fine. And I didn't really, like, tell anyone the extent of it, I don't think, Mm -hmm. because I was embarrassed. And that's another thing that we need to work on is not feeling embarrassed about it. Yeah, so true. I mean, I, I remember I was very embarrassed about it. I, I definitely had my own issues when mm-hmm. it came to my period growing up. And, um, you know, there's like this memory, which I never thought I would like come out and talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad, I just never felt comfortable asking him for feminine products. Mm-hmm. And I would be with him for like a month, two months at a time. Mm-hmm. And when it came around, you know, I would just use toilet paper, which mm-hmm. just is not effective. No, it's like, not. Like it's yeah. not effective. And I remember there was one time when I was in... Uh, it's happened a couple times in Las Vegas, but like we, my family used to have a house in Las Vegas. So we'd mm-hmm. go there for the summer and we were in a casino and I felt like maybe I had like blood through my shorts mm-hmm. and I did big time mm-hmm. and I couldn't hide it. There was like nothing I could do. I had a walk through and it mm-hmm. was just like, oh yeah, spotting like always has been a big thing for mm-hmm. me. My, my periods are like very not yeah they're very much like not together and probably mm-hmm. part of that is because I have IBS I'm sure mm-hmm. it's related yeah um now that I know about it but I had I didn't know at the time you know I thought it was just like normal for me and I thought that like you know and I would I would tell myself it was unworthy mm-hmm. because I didn't have a normal period like they do on the commercials mm-hmm. right I say like you know um three to four days are just so much and I was like well my period lasts for like a week yeah. You know, right? <laughs> why is mine so much longer than these like perfect women on these commercials? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I would just, yeah, there, there were a lot of like moments where I would tell myself I was unworthy in different spaces, but having a period that was irregular has been something that I would tell myself. Yeah. When I was younger that I was just, it was another reason why I was unworthy. Yeah, definitely. I've had a very similar experience with that. And I think a lot of people have is like, you don't feel like, yeah, like you're worthy and, or maybe like you're feminine enough, you know, and that's just not fair mm-hmm. to, to put that on yourself. And cause there's just so many, so many issues and it can get thrown off so easily, like so easily, even just little small, our hormones are used to reacting at a very low level of like input. And so just the smallest amount of like, let's say environmental toxin can really can throw it off, you know? And that's just, it's scary. It's really scary. And we can't control all of that, you know, but we can, 
we can do our best and that's that's all we can do you know mm-hmm. but and we can love ourselves so yeah <laughs> and I think I know the answer to this but you're very I mean you are open to talking to I think anyone mm-hmm. about a hormonal imbalance yeah. and being more in sync with your cycles and so on and so forth mm-hmm. but you have a very specific motivated aligned passion mm-hmm. for working with teenagers mm-hmm. um do you mind telling us why that is and why you think it's really important to connect to that age group yeah I think it's a very neglected age group when it comes to hormones like oh my god I'm so (laughs) glad you said that because that's what I was thinking yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just it's so frustrating like there's hormones aren't even talked about that often and and then but you look at the resources for it and they're for women who you know are in their mid-30s or 20s or 30s you know and that's great I'm so glad that that's that's there. But these teenagers are just told, you know, like I said before, you know, it's irregularities are normal. And that's just not totally true. So I think that teenagers are, there's there's a lot of embarrassment, like I said before, and a lot of just not being able to talk about it and not even like with people that you trust, you know, like I, I didn't tell my mom, even though I know that she would be fine with like talking about anything, you know, it's just, I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't understand what was going on and I didn't understand that it was wrong, you know? And I went through an experience where I stopped eating like most of the food that I was eating before. And then I lost my period for over two years and that put a lot of damage on my body. And I didn't tell anyone for a really long time. And I, until maybe almost close to the two-year mark, and then that's when people started getting concerned, I guess, because I was also at a low weight. But it's like, that happens to people, and if I hadn't been at a low weight, I wouldn't have been seen as valid, I don't think. Like, a lot of people have these problems, and they're not, they're not um, addressed until, like, it's visibly a problem. But yes. I still had the same the same symptoms as I did when I was at a higher weight. And I think that that's not fair. That's another thing that's really frustrating, I think, with teenagers um, is like a lot of us have, you know, disordered eating patterns and they're not, they're like shown as normal. A lot of the times, a lot of the times we're just mimicking what the adults in our life are doing and they're not seen as abnormal until you reach a certain low weight. And that's just not not fair on any chance or on any form so yeah yeah no I mean I I'd love to I'd love to attest to that because I mean I first of all I didn't know right that I had IBS and then Mm -hmm. as you know as soon you know it had been years in the making I had this crazy water retention I was very concerned about it it made me scared this Mm -hmm. was a couple years ago um, water retention still kind of freaks me out because mm-hmm. I don't understand why my body, I kind of understand, but I, I still don't fully understand why my body retains water. I just know that it needs to heal and I'm just trying to give it that space to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it can be really scary for me to like suddenly put on five, 10 pounds mm-hmm. and it's like not going to go away tomorrow or the next day or the next day. Like it's here with me for a while mm-hmm. and it's like telling me my body is hurting. My body is going through something. This is not, this is not okay. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like I just had Thanksgiving dinner, right? Like Mm -hmm. for another time, whatever. Um, but you know, but then when I started to go see professionals, 
they thought I had phantom symptoms. Mm-hmm. I had three, the first three people that I went to told me that I had phantom symptoms and they just didn't believe me. Hmm. And then uh, my dad's a doctor and my dad, you know, growing up, my dad was always like, look, I don't know what you're talking about. You need to call a doctor. You need to go to a doctor because, you know, I'm not your doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just never felt like I could talk to him about these kinds of issues. But I was at a point where I was just desperate. And it wasn't that I was asking him to get involved. I asked him, what are other types of specialists that I can go see that I can talk to about this because no one knows what's going on with me and they Mm -hmm. think it's phantom. They won't believe me. So then he got involved for a little while and he was like, it sounds like you have IBS. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? I definitely (laughs) thought I did not have IBS. Anyways, that's, that's a longer story, but, um, you know, but it's just like the fact that no one believed me. Mm -hmm. I was very upset. I was distressed. I was not in a safe place. And then to say that I was, it was phantom. Mm -hmm. Also, this really upset me. They asked me, it's been asked of me sometimes, like I'll talk about my symptoms and people will say, are you pregnant? (laughs) And it just really, it really gets to me. Mm -hmm. It really gets to me. You think I don't know whether or not I'm pregnant? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, like, it does happen, but let's be real here. If I tell you I have IBS and then I tell you my symptoms and you're going to ask me, are you pregnant? Or are you being emotional because you're pregnant? Mm-hmm. First off, let's just do let's just do that right now. Don't – I mean, this is other women in Seattle, so you'll be preaching. But just in case there's a man out there, don't ask a woman <laughs> if she's pregnant unless you are her boyfriend or her partner and you had sex recently and you think it might be a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just really – you got to keep it out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. The just the dismissing by doctors is a huge thing, I think, for teenagers, especially like just with any type of uh, distress in general, but hormonal distress in in particular, like a lot of uh, kids will come to the doctor and be like, I have irregular periods or I have really heavy periods or I'm not having a period at all. And they're like, oh, we'll just put you on the pill. And oh my like god, I'm so anti pill. <laughs> Me I don't too. Know how you, you're anti pill. I am anti pill. It is horrible for you. Don't do it. But <laughs> I've heard horror stories, mm-hmm. and some people are totally fine with it. But I'm like, if it's gonna make me gain weight or even lose weight, mm-hmm. that I don't care if I'm like 300 pounds. That does not sound healthy to me. No, it's not healthy, and it it suppresses your natural hormones. You know, you're not ovulating, and that's not natural. Ovulation is the only way that we make progesterone which is a really important hormone for our happiness and for sleeping well and for lots of other great thing and it's just it's just we can't make it without so they add in like little fake progestins you know but they're not they're not the same and that doesn't it doesn't work like that you know and yeah it's just it's so frustrating to see people like who don't think that they have symptoms you know they had symptoms of hormonal imbalance when they were teenagers or they were just on the right path and they just needed to let their body do their thing you know and then they just covered it up with hormonal birth control and then years later they get off of it and they have all these symptoms and they're so much worse and they don't know what to do and they can't get pregnant if that's what they want to do you know or they just feel like shit all the time and it's just it's really it's really frustrating to see that happen Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm just, I'm so with you. I, I kind of want to go backwards a little bit because you said Mm -hmm. in the very beginning that, um, you know, PMS symptoms, Mm -hmm. right? 
are not really a thing. They're not normal. Mm -hmm. And I hear from a lot of women, you know, the reason why they're on the pill, I don't shame them. I'm I'm not going to, I'm never going to judge a woman for being on the pill. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes, you know, I do get the response that, oh, my PMS is so bad or it's so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or et cetera, et cetera, that it makes a big enough difference in my life to where I feel like I just can't not take it. Um, What, for me, I kind of, you know, think like, I don't know, is it, (laughs) is it still (laughs) worth it? You know? Yeah. But now that you say that that's not... Not that I want to, I would ever want to validate someone. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm, I'm more so thinking through my own lens when mm-hmm. I respond to that. But for you, you know, when talking about that PMS is not is not normal, mm-hmm. right? Or symptoms of the PMS is not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, what would, what is your response? I'm sure you've heard that before. What is your yeah. response to that? Or like, if they were to ask you for advice in that in responding to the PMS. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's it's really complicated, right? Because they've been on the pill for so long, you know, and it's. And it does help, you know, in that regard. It just because it, it's suppressing your hormone fluctuations. And but if you're treating your body correctly, which is that's not to say that most people aren't, because you know there's a lot of things that go into that. You could have a gut imbalance or something that is cause is preventing you from getting better, you know, in whatever way that is. And you might not even know that you have something wrong. Yeah, with people who are on the pill and they say they can't live without it, like that's it's really scary to think about it that way, right? Like to think about the dependence that it's causing and it's, but there are, there are other options, you know, it just, it does take time. It does take time, especially, and if I think a lot of people maybe have tried coming off the pill and then they felt horrible, you know? And so there's, it is horrible. Like from what I've seen, I haven't done it personally, but from what I've seen people coming off the pill, it makes them feel horrible. And that's just, really unfortunate um and you can make it better but for a while it is going to be bad you know but it will figure itself out you know and you can figure it out by by working with your body and listening to your body and just really understanding what your body is doing yeah Yeah. i'm hearing you know kind of if you don't mind me like reflecting back Mm -hmm. to you i just feel like in a really easy way what i'm hearing is it's very much being in tune with you like a Mm -hmm. hormonal imbalance is and I don't want to make it like a basic concept, but it can very much be wrapped in with just self-spirituality and tuning in with self and mm-hmm. serving self and making sure that you are doing with what aligns with you. Is that Does that feel true to you? Yes, I would totally agree. I think that you really need to listen to your body. Your body will tell you when something is wrong. And that's why hormonal birth control is really scary because it suppresses those those signals, you know, you're not getting those signals and, or you are, and you just don't realize that they are because it's just a listed side effect, you know, of your birth control. But it's so, it's just, yeah, you should really be listening to your body and just connecting with yourself. And I think there's nothing more empowering than that and being able to make medical decisions for yourself and not just take someone's word for it. Yeah. And I, you know, for me, for a long time, I thought that I was listening to my body and I learned, nope, I (laughs) have kept that child silent within me for a long time. Um, For someone who's looking to like dive in more to their body or maybe just like really, maybe they don't even know how to listen Mm -hmm. to their body. What what would you, like what kind of advice or what kind of guidance could you give them? Yeah. I mean, obviously talking to someone is a huge thing. Just talking to someone 
you know, comparing notes, like what's going on right now, you know, and just experimenting with that. Um, but also just writing stuff down, you know, how do I feel right now? Tracking your symptoms. Um, and I know that's a lot of work, but it is worth it. Um, you know, there's lots of great, like, period apps, which is really helpful to be like, oh, I had a longer cycle this month than last month. What has changed, you know? And that kind of thing is really, is really helpful, I think. So just trying to be, trying to tune in and be a little bit more aware of how you're feeling. Yeah. Can your, I'm just wondering, can your diet make an impact in your imbalance? Yes, definitely. I would... Totally. I mean, if you're not, I mean, there's a lot of things. If you're not getting enough fiber in your diet for say, you're not, and you might be constipated from that. You're not um, eliminating excess estrogen, you know, and then that causes a buildup, which causes estrogen dominance, which causes all these other symptoms, you know? So it's just, there's, there's stuff like that. And then just having, yeah, certain foods, like certain, the quality of foods, like if it was chemically processed, you Mm -hmm. know, might have trace amounts of environmental toxins in it um, or just, yeah, just crazy stuff like that. But there's a lot of different things. It really depends on what your hormonal balance is, what you need to do for that. But there is there is a lot that diet has to do with, with hormonal balance. Would you recommend someone going to an endocrinologist to figure out what their hormonal balance is? Or do you think, do you even need to like go that route? I guess it depends on your symptoms. Um, you know, definitely talk to your doctor, your naturopath, um, and try to figure out what's doing, you know, do some tests, see what, if you have any weird levels or anything, but yeah, I mean, it really just depends on what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, my dad, he said this for a very long time, very long time. He's like, you need to make sure that you have iron. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, do you feel strongly about iron too? Yeah, I, take iron supplements when I'm on my period because I have heavy periods, heavy-ish periods. Oh, so I, I've never thought, because I don't respond well, so I'll just go and interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> but my, um, you know, I've had a colonic done mm-hmm. a few times and the last time I went, um, she was like, you have to stop taking iron. This is all, I don't even know what she was looking at. Like she mm-hmm. just like reads what's coming out of me and tells me like oh you can't stop eating this stop eating that that's not good for you she's actually amazing she's you know actually and if you're listening she's on bainbridge island her name is marie um i don't shoot i don't know more information reach out to me if you're looking for an amazing old school colonic um and you're you are in the seattle area you should go see marie she is she is fierce anywho um but yeah but no she was reading she was like reading it and she said yeah this is all iron you cannot take iron. Hmm. Your body does not respond well to it. I mean, she's like very anti-iron and like taking minerals. She's mm-hmm. like, she's, she's, yeah, she's, let's say she's like a very n- nature-based goddess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, she's like, you, you can, especially like you just cannot process it. It mm. is not something that you can be taking. And I have never thought of just taking it on your period. Yeah, that's what... I have like learned in the last year or so is about like cycling, like cy- cycle syncing, which is what my event's going to be on, but that will be <laughs> um, But you'll but, have more, you'll have more. <laughs> but yeah. And the other thing I learned from that was like that you can cycle your supplements. You don't have to take supplements every day. Like if you take supplements, I only take a couple. Um, I don't think you should be taking too many. You shouldn't depend on them, but they are helpful for getting your hormones back in balance. Just don't be dependent on them long-term. But yeah, mm. I take... I have heavy periods, so I take um, iron and zinc while I'm on my period, and that's it, um, as well as my normal ones. But yeah, and then on other parts, I'll take um, 
like algae oil, you know, because I'm wanting to like just boost all that, you know. And so it's just it's really just, yeah, you don't have to take things every day um, and you can cycle them. And it's I think it's helpful. It's been helpful for me. So. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What a good tip. Yeah. You're just <laughs> you're just full of wisdom and knowledge. I love it. <laughs> Um, you know, and I'm just wondering, cause like we're talking about, I think we're talking about like much deeper issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but I would love to like touch base on what your services look like. Like if someone's, if someone is listening right now and is like, Ooh, I, I feel like they're speaking to me. <laughs> um, what is, what is working with you like? And, you know, I was wondering, is it like, do you just go by session by session? Do you have a program? Mm-hmm. How does that all work together? Yeah. So I offer a few different programs. My minimum program is um, a three-month program, but okay. most of my packages are six-month programs, and they and then we meet uh, two to three times per month, depending on which package you uh, purchase. But I have – so I have individual packages for one-on-one coaching, and then I also have um, packages for parents and teenagers, so that would be, you know, two to three people. So I would do um, – a session with the teen, a session with the parent or parents, and then a session with both of them per month. So that's the three months. And then I also have a family program as well. So more than four people or four or more people. Um, but yeah, it really, it depends on the client. You know, I go, I go client by client and I do what works for them. So it's, yeah, we meet twice a month, every two weeks for the individual programs. And then we meet for six months. And then I, there's resources in between, you know, you can text me, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and have email support, and I send follow-ups and recipes and all sorts of stuff like that. But. Okay, yeah, so I did see that on your website, mm-hmm. and so it's, we're not just talking about your cycles, right? We're not mm-hmm. just talking about a potential hormonal imbalance. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're wanting to be balanced in general, right? Yeah. You don't have to have an imbalance to work with you, yes. right? Um, it's all about being conscious and aware, mm-hmm. but, but will you talk about, I mean, cause you are a health, you are a health coach. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, not just being in, in the imbalance world, what I feel like health has so many different realms, mm-hmm. right? And you do work with people with their diets. What, what are yes. like, do you work with like exercise or what, what is the full scale of that? Um, well, we work with everything. Part of like my health coaching training was about, uh, primary food, which is like, the foods that you don't eat, you know, the things that need to be balanced in your life to create overall well-being. And that's more important, actually, than the food, your secondary food, the food that you eat. Um, and so that's like spirituality or um, exercise and love, you know, and all those, you know, home environment, just all those things. And so I look at where people are imbalanced or feeling like they need help with, you know, and we work on balancing that all uh, holistically. So it's really just what the client, I listen to see what the client is telling me. And then we work on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I love that you, that you do work in a space where it's not just about the individual. Mm -hmm. It's if you want that interaction, it can be all about the family. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe being like a Midwestern girl, not to say like Washington is not about that life, but (laughs) sometimes I feel like is Washington about that one? Yeah, I've, I've heard that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, although I didn't have it in my home, I very much grew up with it being a norm, a social norm that families grow together and do things together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also it could be the millennial age. But it's, it's you know, as 
almost as if like you're taking the 50s, 60s wholesomeness of family Mm -hmm. and taking all of the uh, female oppression (laughs) and racial oppression out of it, like Mm -hmm. keeping that bullshit out of the way and getting back to like what was actually good about it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people will people will idolize. And in some ways I do too, because I love Audrey Hepburn, but like people will idolize the 50s and 60s. And, you know, about the home life and the home-cooked meal and spending time together, what, everything I, I essentially just said. Mm-hmm. Um, or the cars or the fashion, whatever, so on <laughs> and so forth. And they idolize it, but we still had terrorism around in our country. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- people do not think about terrorism and think about it within our own country, within our mm. own homes, uh, within our society. And I think that you are actually making, to me, and maybe I'm making more out of this than it is, but <laughs> it sounds like to me that you are taking the actual ideology of those time periods and bringing in the wholesomeness that people look at and mm-hmm. making it a reality in the millennial age. Oh, well, thank you. That's, yes. some, that's a nice way of putting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I just really want, I just, I think it's so sad when somebody is trying to better themselves and their family is not understanding they're not there doing when that they with have them. to be the teacher mm-hmm. i'm the teacher in my yeah. family and let me tell you i'm not enjoying it <laughs> yeah i understand and yeah. it's just yeah i want yeah like you said families should grow together you know they're here to support you and so they need to be seeing the work that you're putting in and they need to be seeing these changes happening you know and they need to be supportive and that doesn't mean you all have to eat the same thing you know or act the same way but at least understand each other. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that's important. Um, you're very grounded now. I mean, you've gone through this process. You've gone through this journey. Are you are you a morning person? Are you a night person? I'm always I'm always interested. <laughs> well, I'm a mid afternoon person personally. <laughs> see, yeah, see, that's cool. See, no one talks about and actually we ta- you and I talked. Yeah, about we talked about this, but um, I just asked for you listeners. That was that was for you. Yes, I love applaud. Thank you. Applaud me. Applaud me. Um, no, but uh, uh, you know, we talked about this before, and I I had said that's so interesting. Right, because who comes out and says they're a mid, they're a mid afternoon, or they're a midday person? It's it's this idea that you can only be morning or night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I I used to say that I was a night person, but it's really just because I like forced myself to stay up because I was bored. But I think, <laughs> I think yeah, but I just realized like oh, I feel the best in mid afternoon. Like I am most productive. You know, in the morning I like to sleep in. I like to like do my thing and then at night I like to chill out you know but yeah. mid-afternoon is when I am like peak creative and can get shit done so yeah what what is your what is your doing your thing oh yeah then what is your morning routine it my sounds morning like you routine. have one yeah I mean it's not like insane or anything it's just like you know, I get up when I want to get up right now, which is nice. I don't have an alarm, so that's great. Good. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. so great. Yes, I've had an alarm for so long, so that's that's really fantastic. Um, so yeah, I just get up when I want to, and then I make tea. You know, I drink. I try to drink an entire bottle of water before I even leave the house. Nice. <laughs> I've been trying to do that, um, but if I don't, that's okay too. I've been also trying to like just be okay. Like if you don't get it done, it's fine. No it's punishment. It's totally fine. No exactly. Yeah. I used to, I definitely used to like punish myself if I didn't get things done by a certain time. So I'm d- trying to work through that for sure. Um, and I think a lot of people definitely tr- are trying to work through that as well. But 
yeah, then I just hang out for a little while. I check my emails. Um, and just, yeah, I hang out. I try to spend time with my, with my boyfriend, um, before he goes to work, but (laughs) yeah, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Honestly, I just got to have my tea and my water. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Do you do anything to like to ground yourself or to be in the space of balance? Mm. Sometimes I'll listen to music um, really loud in the morning. That helps. <laughs> um, I've been trying. I've been saying I'm going to do like meditation in the morning, but I haven't been doing that. So I should. But it's okay. <laughs> you know, that's something that I'm really big on is I really mm-hmm. I'm I'm personally trying to stay away. And I tell this I, I do this with my clients, too. But, uh, you know, I try to get away from the the word should, mm. um, you know, could and would isn't isn't that bad because they're more explorative, but mm-hmm. should, you know, Tony Robbins, actually, Tony Robbins has that saying, he said, don't don't should all over yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that's great. I totally agree. I'm like, obviously, I'm doing it. You know, I'm saying should, but I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, it's it's no, but it can be hard, though, because we can get locked in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think if you want to meditate, I feel like you can. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. But it's a journey. I wanted to meditate. I think for a year mm-hmm. before I actually did it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So that's the thing. I I think that there's like in people feel invalid, and other people, uh, let's say other other light workers, mm-hmm. make those people who haven't done that activity yet feel guilty sometimes Mm -hmm. there's this there's this um guilt that kind of surrounds them you know oh you don't you don't meditate (laughs) you don't take care of yourself that way um oh that's that's interesting (laughs) and you're a health coach oh okay and there there is that attitude and i just think that's bullshit Mm -hmm. it's such bullshit because we're all on our journey um you can be an amazing health coach and not meditate totally meditation is not necessary it Mm -hmm. just whether or not that aligns with you Mm -hmm. i mean i would do it but (laughs) (laughs) but that doesn't that's not what makes you a good health coach Mm -hmm. yeah i agree everyone is on their own journey and we're all we all have things going on, you know, we not, might not have time to meditate every day, you mm-hmm. know, or that kind of thing. But if it's, if it serves you and if I start doing it and I find that it's important, then I will definitely make time for it, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. 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 I love that you are just taking the time, you know, I haven't really had that answer yet where you just like take the time to do you in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. You just wake up when it's right for you. You drink your tea, you drink your water, you know, you check your emails, you take it nice and easy mm-hmm. because you know and you can trust that in later in the day, that's when it's going to hit. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if you are like, I, I like to think of this idea where uh, you're in the slingshot and mm-hmm. you are backing up on the sling, like yes, you're in the sling and you back up in the sling and that's what you do in the morning mm-hmm. because you're a midday person. Mm-hmm. So you back up in the morning and then the midday comes and you're like, okay, let's do this. And yeah. you just shoot off. You let yourself go. You shoot <laughs> off. You do the things. You go on your journey arc. And then at the end of the day, and you just chill out. And it's just is what it is. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's cool. You know, there there is, in like we were just talking about, there is this pressure to do a million things. I do a million things when I show up to my morning routine and it takes me a couple hours to go through. 
I I get a lot of reward out of it. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm a little lazy, and I think <laughs> everyone is right now. I think it's the weather change, yeah. and there's something in the air right now. So I'm staying true to that. I'm not making myself feel guilty about it or punishing myself about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I just yeah, I think I think it's great to have that variety. You don't have to show up to the million things that I do, and I I'm I'm at a place where I'm trying to think: Do all these things actually? serve me mm-hmm. or do they serve a version of me that no longer exists mm-hmm. or is to exist in the future mm-hmm. you know because then you get lost and I, I know that you um don't dive in that deeply but at, <laughs> on the woo-woo train as I do <laughs> but you know like with the art of manifestation and you know being what you already want and it's going to come to you and all those things mm-hmm. uh I, I feel like it can just get really muddy so I, I'm, I'm on a ramble. I'm on a tangent right now. And I think, <laughs> I think the purpose of my tangent is to say, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that that's just where you're at right now. And that's what you get to do. And I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to you. Um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like we've talked about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to ask, and I know that you've already given a lot of advice, but if there's, you know, if there's one last bit that you would want to share with someone who's listening what do you feel like is really coming to you as far as you know pms or hormonal imbalances so on and so forth um i guess i would just say don't be afraid to talk to someone about it and if you don't get the answer that you think you're looking for like keep trying like don't if somebody says oh that's just normal don't don't listen to them you know and obviously don't make something that it's not but mm-hmm. but you know just just keep looking and be be strong you can do it but yeah and don't be um yeah just be just be aware and educate yourself I would say that's the most empowering thing is just knowing how your body works and how it's I guess quote supposed to work you know (laughs) just Mm -hmm. just try to try to fill yourself with that and so that you can make the best decision for yourself Side note, there Mm -hmm. is that, I think it's on Netflix, there's a Netflix special or series uh, where they're middle school kids and it's a cartoon, it's animated and they talk about, I haven't seen it, but apparently it teaches you about, you know, health, like reproductive health and whatnot. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Is it is it like a funny cartoon? I don't know. if I think it's supposed to be comedic, but it's also teaching adults about reproductive systems it's a cartoon is it big mouth or is it it might be okay because i was thinking like that one's really funny but yeah but yeah. yes nope so that's what it is yeah big mouth big mouth it is it's really funny and it's definitely like not totally accurate on everything i would say but yeah. they're doing their best and i think there's a lot of like it's a good way to get to people you know through humor so. mm-hmm. would you recommend people watching that show yes if yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think i'm trying to think if i should recommend <laughs> something Maybe? different yeah i know i mean like it's so funny so i would say yes you should watch it but don't have it be your educational source for everything yeah yeah no that's <laughs> so. fair that's fair and also if they want a, a beautiful educational source they can come to you yes please do yes and kyla you know i because we talked before and so i i feel okay to advocate this for you um or express this for you but you know very much looking for community and being a part of here in seattle and so i just mm-hmm. think that's beautiful and um you know if there's any other light workers or health workers out there i know she's open to collaboration mm-hmm. do you mind me speaking for yeah. 
yes, you. that's great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, reach out to her, you know, let her know what's going on. Let her know if, you know, like you have an event that you'd like to collaborate with her on. She is very collaborative. We're working on something right now <laughs> together. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I, I think, and I think she's great to work with. So I highly recommend her. Um, and I just, I thank you so much for being here with me, thank for making you. the time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you, audience. Oh, another round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate it. We both appreciate yes, it. We and uh, stay, stay wonderful, Seattle. And until next time, I'll talk to you then. Bye.